ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon, Chickie Fitzgerald here, and I am so thrilled about our guest today. Uh, I heard him years and years ago now uh, at a, a travel industry conference, and I think that that conference doesn't even exist anymore, but uh, Jeff was the keynote and uh, actually the MC, I guess is a better way to put it, and he just made it so much fun and brought a level of energy uh, to the stage that uh, I have never seen since. So, Jeff, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, actually, I think I'm, I'm now remembering that conference down in Florida, if I recall. And yes. um, I, I think the first, yeah, first year I did, I keynoted it, and then they had me back for a year or two afterwards to to MC it. And unfortunately, the, the person that was putting that on, I think, passed away, unfortunately. He did. A, he yeah. did. That, yeah. was, that, that was Mike Pusaterian. He was yeah. a dear friend. What a great guy. What a great guy. Yes, he, he really was. So uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about your latest book, uh, which just hit uh, the stands in January. Uh, pre-sales started back in December. And it caught my eye. Uh, I, I, of course, follow you on LinkedIn and, and watch you with great interest in just about everything that you're doing. Uh, and I'd love for you to really kind of dial back to the backstory of Jeff Hazlett. I mean, I, we're, we're obviously interested in what you're doing today, and we'll talk about that at the end of the interview, if you don't mind. But I'd like to hear about you. Our, our audience always loves to hear the backstory of, about how successful people uh, get to that place where they get to share their success either through radio shows or keynotes or or books, right? And that that's what I focus on here at the Game Changer Network. So tell us how you became a game changer. Well, you know, I always tell everybody I was born a a, a black child in a log cabin in South Dakota, but I, that's not true. Because so. um, I'm a big, big, big white guy from, but but from South Dakota. I'm originally from Charleston. My father was in the military. My mother was a bookkeeper. And um, and just uh, got a lot of my my background from them. But I, you know, I bought and sold over 250 businesses in my career, well over 25 billion in transactions. I've been a Fortune 100 CMO. Mm. I serve on uh, numerous corporate boards today. Um, own or investor in a number of companies uh, as well. I lead today the C-suite network. Um, which is our primary business, which is um, a platform for people who serve and advise um, the most uh, powerful executives in the world. And mm. so we're, we're a big, broad community. We have C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Academy, C-Suite Book Club. Um, so C-Suite Publishing, C-Suite Speakers Bureau. We have, right. you know, we own all things around C-Suite. We have about 47 television shows, about 100 podcasts on our network today. Uh, we're the, now the world's largest business podcast network. So we're pretty excited about what we're doing wow. and how we're doing it. And, um, you know, it's kind of led us up to what we do today. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I do about 150 keynotes. Uh, right. I think all. you had just come out with the mirror test uh, when, when I heard you speak. And uh, no. some of your other books, Running the Gauntlet, Think Big, Act Bigger, which I love. And, and the current book, which is The Hero Factor. 
but what led up to the hero factor and why did you want to focus on you know how like great leaders actually transform organizations and create winning cultures why is that the thing that you wanted to share yeah well a few years ago i actually purchased a company called the hero club and i started looking at what was so special about the people that ran it and that time there was only about 20 people but today we'll have well over 400 executives that are part of it and it's growing about 400 percent this year and, and it's a value-based organization, and that's the difference. Uh, you know, these are these are CEOs, men and women, who agree to run hero cultures. And we find that people run hero cultures. You know, it's kind of like where good to great leads off, and it's really of companies right. that are based on real values. And and people who put you know uh, people over profits. And what we do is we find that yeah. they actually make more money. They they gross more higher sales than any other company in their industry. Right. They make more money. They have happier employees, happier customers, more loyal customers. They have um, vendors who really want to go out the extra mile and work with them. So it's it's really fantastic to be able to see those kinds of results, especially when, you know, today, 28% of the people who work for a company don't even know the company's values. Don't even know what it right. stands for. And so right. um, we've been real excited about leading something that's different. You know, I'm tired about, I, I don't like <laughs> it when I see companies who make massive cuts, but yet this, you know, the executives get massive raises or get paid, yeah. up, paid off. And, you know, I've been in those kinds of companies and uh, I've stepped away from it, from those kinds of companies when they did that, because I just didn't agree with it. And, and so this is about saying, by and large, most most leaders in companies are running them, uh, and this is vast, vast majority, high, high, high. I mean, we're talking about 90, 99% right. of companies do the right thing, and they really do. And this is about honoring those people who are value-based leaders who want to make a difference and run hero cultures, which lead you know, to hero leaders. And that's what we want to do. And may, it's wow. the things that, you know, you can talk about what Tr you know, Trump's talking about, make America great again. Well, it's not, you know, get over it. It's not a hat. It, this is right. it's about a free enterprise system it's about a way of a way of life and a way of of operating and picking sides as a business to say you're going to do the right thing and that's what this is all right. about yeah. well I, and i love that that's how you begin the book with the call to hero leadership and you've just done an amazing job of describing the definition of hero yeah. leadership but but you you do begin by saying it's time to pick a side and yeah. then you, you you proceed to describe the hero mindset which again you just shared uh you know in, in really concise uh detail with the audience so uh then you you jump right in to operational excellence which i you know in when i had my consulting firm i i would go into companies who were focused on operational excellence and try to help them develop a, a customer-centric uh, culture, which also extended into treating uh, the departments within your company as customers, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, so I'm I'm curious that you begin with operational excellence. Is that just the price of of entry in becoming a hero leadership country? Or well, you have, you, you have to be, I like to apply it to countries too. It'd be great. <laughs> you know, because quite frankly, hey, maybe, I think country's maybe gotten away from your that next book. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, well, somebody actually said that. I've had a couple of real big editors in New York Times and some others who've actually said, Jeff, geez, this could be a manifesto for 
you know, the way people run not only just their lives, their companies, but, you know, their countries. And I thought, that's great. I love that. And my team is already wanting me to kind of do a political book. And, well, this book has got it in there, as you read. You know, we talk about Trump. We talk about the Me Too movement. We talk about, you know, taking a knee during the during the games, we talk about all those kind of things. Um, but yeah, well, operational excellence to to like to be a hero company, you got to make money. To be a good yeah. to be a business, you got to make money. And so on page twelve, right off the bat, I describe um, you know the hero intensity factors. You know what makes a hero business and what separates them, and then what are the other kinds of businesses out there? Because there's some really good businesses. There's good co's, what we call you know companies that make a good profit, but they're not necessarily grounded in in real values. But they're they're good companies. I mean, I can think of like car washes. I got I love to own car washes. You know, car washes great business, great cash <laughs> business. But you you know you're not changing the world. You know, um, and you're not employing a lot of people because if especially if it's an automated or self-service right, car right. wash, it's eh, just there, right? But the good business, good co. But then there's there's operational, um, you know, bottom liners like uh, Walmart, like GE. Um, like Ford, you know, where they're very focused on the on the bottom line and not so much on the values of the company, but good yeah. companies, you know. And then you have you have do-gooders, do-gooders. Wow, look at those kind of companies. They're way down there and they don't make any money, but they sure are got great values. They sure want to change the world. <laughs> but you know, if the if you don't make profits, if you don't drive profits, you can't you can't change the world because you're not going to be around. Exactly. You know, and then there's those asshat companies. I call them, you know, they made me call them zeros or asshats. We figured out we could, I wanted to call them something else, but I couldn't because of sensors. Um, (laughs) And and so we figured out asshats would allow me not to get red marks in in podcasts and (laughs) and bleeped on TV shows, you know. And hopeless asshat is even better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You've really done your homework. So, um, you know, because you find out a lot of times you do these interviews, most of the people don't even read the book. So, um, but, you know, I, I soldier on when you do these things. It's kind of like Henry Kissinger showing up for a press conference and saying, you know, what questions do you have for my answers? So, you know, and we, I, you know, because I'm doing as, mon- as many as uh, 40 interviews a day right now. On oh on the book, and that's just what you do. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty doggone excited, and I and I do think that operational excellence. I'm glad you pointed that out. I, and I take different sections of things I think you have to do, um, on how we and how we get focused on certain things. Yeah. Right, and so you know that moves right into the second part of the book, which. I love uh, your choice of words. And again, this doesn't surprise me having heard you speak, but uh, the whole second part of the book is about hero intensity and that it has to begin with questioning your values. And again, as you said, most companies do the right thing, but I think some of them just stumble into it rather than being intentional. And so you begin this section about what are your values? How are your values lived? And and that's the one I'd like you to, to kind of jump into here because it's more than just words. Well, yeah, I think, you know, you, you're, I'm, I'm so glad you're asking these. And by the way, I haven't been asked questions like this. Uh, so I, very insightful. You know, it, it's about picking sides. Again, getting back to picking sides, but understanding what are your conditions of satisfaction? And and a lot of times people don't get in it cerebrally. They th- they go into yeah. ideas of why they do business for this or for that. They think it's like this. They think it's like that. Well, once you get into it, you understand it's a lot harder than it, it is or was. And um, 
I just think it, I just, I just think it's really important for you to really sit down and think, think about what, it, what's in it for me. What do I want to do? How do I want to feel? What's my legacy, right? Um, how do I want to operate? How I want to be treated, you know? And 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 how do I want to treat others? You know, all those things are are key questions for you. And and by the way, we have some exercises in the book. And and if you really want to, you can actually take a hero assessment. It's free, mm. and you can go to you know herofactorbook.com. That's herofactorbook.com, and I have a free assessment that you can take and, oh, exor- and exercises that you can take your company through. Even you don't even have to buy the book, you know, because I, I this is a mission for us, and we've right. got our hero club, which is our CEOs, and um, and then of course I, the more people that can get exposed to this concept, the more change that we can drive, and and that's oh, of course absolutely. what's it about. You know, more you give, the more you get. That's what we find out. Definitely. What I wanted to share is, you know, some of what we learn in being a CEO, and and my day job is I am a tech CEO. I I do the radio show because I absolutely love it, and it it feels like going to grad school every week because I learn something from every single interview that I do. But one of the things that occurs to me of why people don't take this very, very important step of that self-evaluation, right? And I think a lot of companies get stuck in that. And I love chapter seven, where you talk about getting stuck in your own story. And I think that's the, you know, and I've got a friend who says, when you look at your belly button, right, you, you stare down at your navel, you can't see somebody right in front of you who is waving their arms trying to get your attention. And so I would love to hear your perspective on this getting stuck in your story and how do you get unstuck, right? Because this exercise is getting unstuck about being self-centered. You still have to know where you're going and the legacy you want to leave, but you can't do that as a self-centered person because legacy has to do with other people. (laughs) Well, you know, but you can even have the skill sets and the things you do. So I was reading through the book when I was doing the audio recording back and I think it was... October, maybe November, I can't remember. Uh, I was doing the audio uh, recording. It was it had to be early November. And uh, as I was doing it, first of all, the book was very emotional because there's some stories in yeah. it that are just uh, phenomenal. And um, I had to stop the recording a couple of times just because when I start talking about yeah. the miracle on Hudson and Dave Sanderson's experience and what he had to go right. through. And by the way, we just celebrated on Tuesday night, the, the 10th anniversary of that yeah. event. Um, and I uh, helped uh, do an event over in New Jersey. Yeah, but but re- uh, as I was reading through the book, I was even, even though I run it, even though I do it, I was going, I'm not worthy of our own designation here. Uh-huh. And, that, and, and so you're, you're talking about your self-awareness. And I thought, geez, are we living up to what we need to be doing and how we need to be doing it? Are we doing it the way we want to? You know, we can build any kind of business, and I say it because we can, but do we? And yes. we, we sometimes we let, you know, uh, laziness, uh, uh, obstacles, obstructionist, whatever, get in our way. And as I was doing the audio version of the book, I'm going, I was getting mad at myself because I'm going, I'm not living up to all these things the way I should. Uh, you know? So, um, I, and I, you know, by the way, I would think if Mother Teresa was alive, she'd say the same thing about herself, right? Right. Um, right. And so, but that, I think that's a good, good understanding is that real hero leaders and real great operators constantly put themselves into a state of innovation, constantly put themselves into yeah. a state of, of continuous improvement. And, you know, it's just like when a lot of times, Chicks, some, some people will ask me, 
hey, Jeff, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made in your business? And I always go, I don't know. I haven't made it yet. And right. which means I got bigger ones to come, you know, or, <laughs> or, or what's your biggest, biggest, you can, bar, you can borrow some of mine. Jeff. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> but we all got them. I mean, that's just part of doing business. Right. right. And you know, what's our big, biggest success. Same thing. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. So, so those are the kind of things I think uh, it's good for you to, to look at yourself. I, you know, you mentioned my first book, the mirror test, um, you know, for us to have those mirror moments, look in the mirror and ask ourselves some key questions. Right, right. So the rest of this section of the book, and unfortunately, we don't have time to drill into all of, of these chapter uh, topics. Yeah, good, uh, good, because like we you, want them to buy it. We want oh, them to. I like... know, <laughs> I know. That's the whole point. But I do want to just share the the titles, and you're always a, uh, you know, you can always come back and and comment on them. But you you talk about the courage of your convictions and compromise uh, versus evolution, and and again the this hero check of questioning your values. Part three of the book. Uh, again, this is more about the hero intensity. It's about how do you value others? So again, stopping the looking at your belly button, right? And and looking yeah. out and looking around you, feeling uh, the culture that you have, uh, the hero factor is having a culture that values others. Well, you know, I talk about diversity a great deal in the book and diversity of thought, diversity of people, diversity of all kinds of things and how to how we need to be more inclusive by being more inclusive. We're more diverse. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a need for it. By the way, I think that's a need, you know, and just in politics of having diverse thoughts, diverse yes. opinions. You know, I, I'm watching all my friends shut down each other on 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 Facebook, you know, because they're mad about uh, Trump or they're mad about right. uh, not supporting Trump or or supporting Trump, depending on who right. you are. <laughs> exactly. And which which I'm saying, I think this is one of the greatest times in our country, because whenever we have discourse around what we finally stand for, um, it 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 forces to pick the side. It forces to become more diverse. Right. It forces us to think. It forces us to be, you know, innovative in how how and and it and it it questions our values. I love things that question our values, because it makes us think about what we really stand for. You know, right. do you do you build a wall? Don't build a wall. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, why? What, <laughs> what you know? And is it really a wall, or is it about security, or is it about right. being, you know, all these kinds of things? But but if we take it to business, it's it's about really saying, you know, when you're going to say you're going to ship a quality product, well, what's a quality product really mean? What what's the description right. of that? What's that look like? What's it feel like? How do you how do you do it? And those are the kind of things I think are real important. So, um, right. you know, yeah, very 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 well, important part. I agree, and I well, I want to say one more thing about uh, the inclusive culture and the diversity. I mean, we we have all had a traditional definition of diversity. I recently posted on BoardProspects.com uh, for an, another board member uh, for my company, and I was totally blown away. I got 250 applications. Wow! Uh, and and the caliber of people just just I mean, I was so humbled by it but one of the things i'm looking for isn't just you know like the traditional diversity i do need more women on my board because boards that have more women uh those companies make more uh in profits and yep. and so that was kind of a driver but what i realized is i needed age diversity i've got through i'm in my 60s my early 60s and my other two board members are in their late 60s and i need some age diversity mm -hmm. so i'm 
I'm looking for 30 and 40 year olds that, you know, maybe 20 year olds don't work because they haven't had enough experience Experience, uh, to really add the value that I'm looking for. But, you know, it's interesting. You also uh, touch on the social media culture right now. And one of your chapters that I love is chapter 15, which talks about the characteristics of hero relationships. And I think we're going to see a total return to listening, vulnerability, trust, and alignment. And again, it isn't whether we agree on whether you should build a wall or not, right? It, it is being will, willing to listen to the other person, be vulnerable, right? And, and to hold on to those things that, that are really going to make a difference. And, yep. and um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I think it's important for you to be thinking about those kinds of things and then inputting things and to be, and, and I love the word vulnerable. I think it's okay to have, to be vulnerable in these kinds of situations because it, it, to question yourself about where you want to go and how you want to do it. It's real critical. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Right. Right. And, and uh, I also love uh, in chapter 16, you hit on on the whole notion of giving, right? And we know that companies who give more are more profitable. And, and, you know, you you can't even argue with it. it, Statistically, both in publicly traded companies and, and private companies, it's true. But I love that you talk about the fact that heroes not only give back, but they give more. And you make that distinction of giving back versus giving more. Talk to me about that a little. Well, first you have to give back and then, you know, depending on what you want to give too. So it doesn't have to always be money, right? And by the way, a lot of people think, oh, geez, I'm a great employer because I've given, uh, give free coffee in the break room, you know, or provide lunch or do those things. That's not what that's about. To me, that's still pretty self-serving to the people. But what, you know, what do you want to do beyond that? So about the things that you value inside the company. And so, uh, the the giving portion of it is internal and external. And so that's a real big piece of how you want to take a look at your business. So, you know, it can be just, you know, the giving of, of time, you know, to employees, the giving of time uh, in terms of mm-hmm. education and, and advancement. And so these are the right. things you want to start looking at across the board that are a little different because, again, it's not just profits. You shouldn't just measure the company against profits. If we right. measure only profits, well, then you're just a, a bottom line operations kind of guy. And you're, right. you're you know, you're you're, um, you know, you're one of those bottom line companies, which. Hey, look, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong to be said about that. That's still a good company. They can still be great companies. It just doesn't have the hero factor. It just doesn't have the the hero values that you want as a company that will, you know, when you think of the greatest companies in the world, all right, the ones that really resonate are the companies that have real values and they stand for something, whether it's Patagonia, Mm -hmm. whether it's Ben and Jerry's, you know, I can go on, I can list thousands of these. And by the way, I see them and there, there are many of them I know the names of because they're in my local community, they're in your local community, but nobody else knows who they are. Sure. And, you know, Chabani's a you know a great example of that. You know, this, this is a guy that opened up a plant in the middle of nowhere and, and took care of his employees and is doing it right. You know, could he do things better? Yeah. But hey, man, you know, this is, this is look what he's done and look how he's doing it and look how he's impacting local communities rather than, you know, going to a big operator and jobbing it all out to somebody else and a big packager. And, you know, they're they're making a difference. It's kind of cool. 
Well, and and they make a really quality product, which is great. But I want I want to yeah. talk a little bit about this because I believe uh, you know when we look at innovation, we tend to think technology, and it, and it's easy to go there. That's kind of the default because technology is moving so fast. Um, but I, one of the things I've always done when I had my full-time consulting firm, which I don't have anymore, is help people focus on on business model innovation. Current um, technology company has to do with the travel industry, which of course I've spent my entire adult life in. We give back five times what Amazon Smile gives to nonprofits, right? Oh, yeah, just yeah, for yeah. just for people using the product, and 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 it's like, okay, well I'm giving 25% of my revenue stream back to our clients and they're like well why would you do that you know and and so i know immediately that they're not the kind of investor i want to have and and so you know it's a real litmus test and the same thing with employees because i love what you said about giving of your time to one another because when i look at a developer on my team you know because we are a tech company and, you know, and they're trying to hold, you know, right to the line of exactly what's in the, the project management system. But we need something right now that's going to make life easier for our salespeople. Um, I see the difference between somebody who's stingy with their time or who is living absolutely by the book versus saying, you know what, there's nothing more important than building revenues in the company and making our salespeople's lives easier is the giving that I can do. I can give them an extra hour on the weekends or an extra hour at night and still, you know, hold fast to my project plan. But um, that's something that I look for uh, in people to be on my team. Yep. Well, you you know, a lot of times when I was looking for people even to be hiring um, and still do, I still look for people who are very active in the community and very active in clubs or the church or yeah. whatever it might be, because yeah. that says a lot about them. And, um, you know, if they're, if I, I like to see if you're a giver or a taker yeah. and, and, um, those are, those are the little things I look for is, and how active are you in a lot of ex, you know, if it's a college kid, are you in a lot of extracurricular activities? Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, I think those things are important. Right? They definitely are. So that that kind of brings us to the conclusion of the book, uh, Jeff. And and here you're talking about uh, having heroes actually step up. I would love for you to share how you guide people to really figure out what it is that they want their legacy to be. Well, go to herofactorbook.com. And it's real simple. Grab the assessment, go through the assessment, take it uh, internally, and then give it to your employees, give it to your team members, give it to your leaders, have them do it and see how you compare against each other. That's a great way. So that's one great way to be able to reach out to us and make it happen. And then we'd let you know if you're a CEO, if you're an owner or founder, we'd love to see you get involved with the Hero Club. It's a... it's a Great. step up. It's a way for you to get involved, way for you to put your values and way to put your, your, your money where your mouth is and a way for you to put your, your, your heart and make a difference in your business. Right. Well, I would personally love to do that. And, and one of the things that I am encouraging, and again, as we're talking to investors, I believe that o- over the next five to 10 years, uh, particularly in, in the investment community and how, how investors value uh, the companies that they're, you know, looking at putting money in. I think we need a new kind of balance sheet that shows, you know, the number of teens saved out of human slavery, the the number of hot meals served, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of those things where you can put a face to the legacy that you're leaving. You can show materially. And, uh, 
Subaru recently did this in a commercial uh, where they've got the little girl who I think must be going through some kind of cancer treatment and a fire truck pulls up and, and, you know, they're going to give her a ride in the fire truck and the Subaru is sitting there in the driveway. And they, you know, they say that when you buy a Subaru, you get, you know, $250 goes to this fund. And, you know, while that, that is all very well and good, I did the math of what the price of a car is and $250, you know, is, is really a very, very small amount. But the emotive factor of that, and clearly their ad agency, you know, thought that that was a good thing to help them position um, and they talked about how much they've given, and I don't know over what time frame, but, you know, I thought, I want to build a billion-dollar company because I give a minimum of 10% of our revenues uh, to the charity of choice of our client and 25% if it is a nonprofit. And I want to be able, you know, that's why I want to grow is so I can give. And and so it sounds like uh, the Hero uh, Club is a, a great place for me to plant myself moving forward, and I hope those who are listening uh, to this, not only go out and buy your book, but uh, if they happen to be responsible for big conferences, you you are an amazing MC and keynote. Uh, Jeff, how can they get in touch with you? Is is the book website the best place to start? Does that link them back to uh, how to get in touch with you? Well, you can just go to you know my site, which is hazlet.com, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T.com. You'll find me anywhere if you just look up jeffrey hazel you find me on twitter you'll find me on facebook if i'm on instagram you find me on linkedin available all those places and my email's readily available just reach out to me and we'd love to come and do a keynote or speech or come talk to you about the hero club oh fabulous well jeff it has just been a delight uh to reconnect and and uh, let's not let it uh, go quite so long the next time and uh just good luck with the book and and just keep keep it up. You are just doing such amazing work. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It is my pleasure. And and for those who are listening today, it will not be a stretch for you to go out and change your game uh, with everything that you uh, heard from Jeff today. So again, the book that we have been talking about is The Hero Factor. And how great leaders transform organizations and create winning cultures. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas inspiration, innovation with Chickie Fitzgerald.